Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show, and it is a Friday. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, lots of pre-owned inventory. An excellent service department and sales staff and the home of the repeat customer, both for buying a new car or used car or coming in for service. And that's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. And, of course, every Friday show brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Time to stock up for the weekend. Plenty of college hoops coming up. And I know Steve doesn't care about this, but I do. And I know some of you care about this out there. Sunday's the Daytona 500. That's something to get ready for. And lots of college hoops, all other good stuff going on. So. Make sure you stock up now for the weekend. Imports, domestics, micro-brews, best selection of beer anywhere, wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast those peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Athlete, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And yes, they do have those six great flavors of slushy still Pretty soon, they'll start to feel good to drink. Although, they're good anytime. Doesn't matter. They're that good. But, saw a little 50-degree weather. Going to get that way maybe a little next week again. We're starting to really break those out sooner or later. But it's all as Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. We got a big show to close out the week. Mark Brennan, Lions 24-7 Sports, coming up at 335. And then at 4.06 today, we do have a bonus mystery guest. We were trying to get this mystery guest during the anniversary week. Couldn't work things out, but we are able to work it out for this mystery guest to come on today. So we have that to look forward to at 4.06. I think everybody's going to enjoy this mystery guest. And then the King, final half hour, we're going to get into some college hoops picks. We're getting into that part of our pick season now, so... Looking forward to that. The Nittany Lions taking care of business yesterday afternoon with the win against the shorthanded Minnesota team. And again, it was an ugly offensive first half. 
Only 27 for the Nittany Lions, but they hold Minnesota to 19. And it kind of took them a little bit to really put out the knockout punch, but they finally did so about midway through the second half. And they take care of business and have won two in a row for the first time all year in Big Ten play. So the Nittany Lions doing exactly what they needed to do. Being in that spot at home, knowing Minnesota was shorthanded, and they get their second win in a row. Also of note today <laughs> is the continuing of the falling down of the stairs of the college football playoff. As it was announced today, college football playoff is staying with four teams for the duration of the 12-year contract, which goes through the 2025 season. In which case, you know, Steve has talked about this before, of how much money these schools can make, how much more money these schools can make, and how it would just be just totally ludicrous to ignore that and not find a way to come together here for some sort of agreement. And that's where we've landed. You're now going to ignore another four or five seasons of making an additional $450 million. <laughs> this is just ludicrous. I mean, this is, this is, and this has all become a joke to me because nobody, we're in a learned spot now in college football where nobody trusts each other and the paranoia is really at an all-time high. And it doesn't make any sense. Well, I think they had it, and then the, then the uh, then the Oklahoma Texas thing happened, and uh, and of course, you know how I feel. I've said this enough. I think everybody knows that I sit back and say, okay, yeah, so what? Oklahoma and Texas is going to the SEC. Big deal. Who does that affect? The Big Twelve doesn't affect anybody else, but everybody acted like it affected them. Like, uh, they're like really? Really? Um, how does it affect the Big Ten? How about, like, none? <laughs> it's like it didn't affect the Big Ten at all. But they acted like it did. Like, all right. It's, uh, after seeing the way everything played out, I thought for sure they'd get it worked out. I thought for sure they'd get it worked out. Then finally the last couple of weeks, it became pretty obvious that uh, nothing was going to get worked. Well, nothing got worked out. Uh, now they have to begin working on this again. I would say they have to have something in place two and a half years from now. It's not like yeah, hell, it's four years. It's you have to have it in place so people can bid for it. TV contracts have to be in place. That's why it'll take a little bit of. It's going to be sooner, in terms of the proposal, sooner rather than later. And they got to get rid of this. you got to be unanimous. Unanimous. In Congress, they complain about 60 votes for a filibuster. That's 60%. College football playoff, 100%. What? They gotta get rid of it. 
if you want to sit there and say, hey, look, we have to have 60% agree or 70% agree, fine. The other ones that vote no, you look at them and go, hey, we're moving. You either go with us or you don't. But they have to get rid of the 100% rule of 100% of all of the conferences have to agree to do this. Uh, No. Nobody has a 100% rule. So, I mean, that that's a part to me. That's the holdup. The holdup's the 100% rule. That's why you can have one holdout. I mean, the only place I can think of where the 100% rule is needed is called juries. One holdout juror. No, I couldn't go. I couldn't go that way. Suit, always the holdout. F O U L E D, that spells falda. But we have video of it. <laughs> Still held out. Dark guy. That's our guy. If he's on a jury, you could see him holding out, couldn't you? No question. The other college story is the um, is they're going to keep the men's and women's Final Four separate. There's been some talk about making you know putting the women's Final Four at same same location as the men. No, going to keep them separate. Because I think the women's Final Four has done a good job of really establishing itself in the venues that they've gone to. And I think, you know, I think that's a good move. Now we'll really get into something where you can complain. Major League Baseball delays start of spring training until March 5th. I mean, it is what it is at this point. Baseball continues to screw itself over. Simple as that. Yeah, they do. I would think that in order to start the regular season on time and play a full 162-game schedule, they would have to have an agreement by March 1st. So that means that we are down to 10 days. Well, he also they made the they made a uh, deadline for the day before, apparently, according to what Jeff Passan reported yesterday on ESPN. Well, they're going to meet. I guess they've now scheduled several meetings. Correct. And I think they have to have an agreement within ten days in order to start the season on time. Because I guess the plan is they're not going to do doubleheaders. Um, they're not going to do doubleheaders. They're not going to um, make up games. They're just going to um, they're going to just start the schedule when it starts if they can't get an agreement in 10 days. Okay. 
<sighs> right now, you have, you just finished the Super Bowl. You got Daytona this weekend. College basketball is heading into its prime time season. If you're sitting there and baseball is on in a lockout in March, is anybody going to care? I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saying because with college basketball, the, you know, the tournament's going on, the tournament... You know, you've got the first four followed by the opening weekend, and then you know, a couple days off, and you're back at it on Thursday through Sunday for the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight, and then you got the Final Four. And I mean, baseball's overshadowed to begin with. They're like, eh, so what? They're not, they're not playing. People aren't going to care. They don't care now. Do you hear gnashing of teeth about the fact they're locked out and the negotiation going bad? Almost everybody, I was like, yep, oh well, typical baseball. That's not good when you have that reaction. That's not good. That's apathy. It's the worst thing you can have in your sport is apathy. Something like that, apathy happens, you got a big problem. You got a big problem. All right. We'll take a break. Matt has more to complain about. I do, actually. Oh, you've got to be kidding. What are you complaining about now? I have one more complaint related to the college football playoff situation. And also on the uh, on what happened with the Russian skater and everything that transpired with that. Well, uh, the Russian skater that was that was hard to watch. She's only fifteen years old. Now she shouldn't have been allowed to compete. Um, but you know, and I'm talking like like the people that are around her should have said, "Hey, look, for the betterment of everything, don't compete." But all right. We'll talk about that in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult, well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. No, it's not going to get it. 141.93, and there will be a gold, silver, and a bronze medal in the women's event in Beijing. Thank God. Continue to be shocked. Yes. Thank goodness for all the other medalists to have that moment. And to have done it cleanly. 
And here's hoping that there is someone to put their arms around that young woman and guide her. This is devastating. Heartbreak. To watch Camila have to go through this, the people around her should have kept her away from this and shielded her from this, kept her from competing here. Sasha screaming, I can't see this. I won't see this. This is, this is too much. All sounded Russian to me. I don't know. Um, yeah, props to Johnny Weir for figuring out the, all the translations. Yeah, but that's but that's not that's not what she was saying. To be, to be honest with you, she was mad. She's that's the silver medal. She's mad she got the silver medal. She thought she should have had the gold. Right. That's yes. what she was mad about. So what's your complaint? Well, just I mean, just in terms of this, I mean, you, the you've now seen, I, I think, a climax of corruption in the IOC and all these international organizations coming to its height, where you see a 15-year-old girl be a victim of it. I mean, what what happened yesterday is, on, is something like I've never seen before. And I, I thought it was disgusting, to be honest with you. Because that, that it, it's it's gotten... This is the lowest point it's ever gotten. It, it should not be this way. Oh, it's not the lowest point they've ever gotten, for goodness sakes. Hey, come on, East Germany? Really? Year after year after year? Oh, here comes the shot putter. Looks like, you know, unfortunately, it looks like she could take a Volkswagen and throw it over a hedge. Really? I mean, come on. I watched all this in the 70s and 80s. I sat back and going, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Pete, believe me, if you if you sat back, like, you think, you're saying, really? That's legitimate? Over and over again? So it's not the lowest point it's ever been. It's, it's it's had low points all the time, but I just think should... this one stands out because of the girl's age and because of all the other hysteria that kind of spread from this. It stands out because it's 2022, and and the and the Russians weren't supposed to be in the Olympics anyway because of the doping scandal. Why is it the Russian Olympic Committee? Because the this because the country of Russia is not allowed to participate. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, so Matt, just so you understand this, like, like this is some recent phenomenon. Au contraire, mon frere. So let's get to it. Systematic doping of Russian athletes has resulted in 46 Olympic medals being stripped. Hey, Russia has the most competitors who have been caught doping at the Olympic Games in the world with more than 150. So far, so good. Uh, they are not allowed to uh, compete as the Russian Federation. They are allowed to compete under a neutral flag of the Russian Olympic Committee. Ugh. 
1980 summer games before you were born were in Moscow. They have been referred to, Matt, as the chemist games. An Australian study that came out in 1989 says there's hardly a medal winner at the Moscow Games, certainly not a gold medal winner, who is not on one sort of drug or another, usually several kinds. The Moscow Games have been called the Chemist Games. Documents obtained in 2016 revealed the Soviet Union's plans for statewide doping in preparation for track and field at the 84 Summer Games in Los Angeles. This is before they boycotted. Right. This all goes back into the 70s, East Germany. I mean, this is like, really? The part that gets me about the figure skater, it's her grandfather's heart medication. Here in the back, why are you taking your grandfather's heart medication? All valid points. I mean, why are you taking your grandfather's heart medication? What the heck does that mean? This is not like Rick Dumont in the 72 Olympics, the swimmer who lost his gold medal because he took asthma medication. Asthma. Swimmer. Breathing. Asthma. I took my grandfather's heart medication. Really? Maybe do you think you should have gotten a second opinion? Yes. But she's only fifteen. And she's allowed to compete under a loophole. Okay, because she's not sixteen. And believe it or not, that's that's the loophole. Right. She shouldn't have been allowed to compete. They should have just they should have just said, No, forget this. Right? And kind of let her not have to ride through this experience because the people around her hey, hey they're from a system that for 50 years positive results in athletics 139 weightlifting 117 non-olympic sports 37 paralympic 35 wrestling 28 canoe 27 cycling 26 skating 24 swimming 18 ice hockey 14 skiing 13 football soccer 11 rowing 11 biathlon 10 bobsleigh 8 judo 8 volleyball 8 boxing 7 handball 7 taekwondo 6 Fencing four, triathlon four, modern pentathlon three, shooting three, beach volleyball two, curling two. I don't know why you need it in curling. Basketball one, sailing one, snowboard one, table tennis one, water polo one. You've got to be kidding me. You tested positive in curling? Yeah, that, that one's pretty embarrassing. But this is the system they're from. That's why they're the Russian Olympic Committee. It's a neutral flag to allow the athletes to still be able to compete. I know the suit loves the Olympics, but... No, this has been bad. Yeah. This this has been maybe the worst Olympic experience since 1980 across the board. The worst. So, since 1980. But believe me, 
Look up East German Olympic athletes, Matt. Yeah. You'll have a field day. All right. Uh, let's uh, get to Mark Brennan. Uh, always great to have you with us, Mark. Welcome back to the show. It's great to be here, Steve. I have a quick Ricky Ricardo story for you. I was driving home from uh, Columbus and trying to listen to an Eagles game, and I couldn't get the English feed. <laughs> so I turned into Spanish feed. And you know what? I don't. I don't really speak Spanish. You know, other than uh, ordering a beer. Or, right. But you, you could understand what was going on because some of the words are the same. And you know, Miles Sanders touchdown. And it was. It was actually pretty cool and a learning experience. And you got a, a, a an appreciation for the enthusiasm of that man. It was tremendous. So that was a pretty cool story. He is. I mean, really. I mean, he is an outstanding announcer. And he's. And when you're doing this particular show, you sit back. He is a great guest to have on. Oh my goodness. Yeah. He saved John Sterling's life. You hear about that story? I didn't. Yeah, John. The, remember the the flooding that took place. They had that heavy, heavy rains. And the flooding hit New York City and New Jersey uh, late in the season. And Ricky's at a, at a, an intersection, and all of a sudden he looks over and he sees John's car, and John's car is starting oh, to get wow. overrun with water. Ricky went over and got him out of the car before it, washed, before it got washed away. It was phenomenal. He, he, we had him on to talk about that story. It was incredible. That's uh, cool. All right, so let's uh, let's get to yesterday's game. Uh, the result really was about what I think Dick and I thought it would be. I mean, Dick said in the pregame show straight out, he said, look, I, I, the, the, what, the only thing I can see as a scenario here is Penn State wins big. What did you think watching them this week, not just yesterday, but also the last 13-20 against Michigan State? Yeah, you know, I couldn't believe the closing line for that game was was five point five. Um, I don't bet on stuff, but I I should have called my friends who do because right. I just that seemed like crazy to me. But you know, the thing that I've liked about this team under Shrewsbury is that they acknowledge when they mess up and they learn from it, and that to me is what happened in the previous uh, the previous uh, Minnesota game. 13 turnovers, more importantly, leading to 26 points for Minnesota. So you're giving Minnesota 26 points. And after a couple early turnovers yesterday, uh, they just tightened that up, and Minnesota ended that game with three points off turnovers, one of them coming in the right. final minute of the game when a bunch of the backups were in. So Penn State didn't play a perfect game. Seth Lundy didn't have a great game. Uh, you know, there were a couple of defensive lapses against one player, but they learned from their mistakes in that previous Minnesota game and how bad that game was for them. And I know, you know, people can talk about officiating or whatever, but Penn State really shot itself in the foot in that game to come back from that and then beat Michigan State and then do what they did against Minnesota. I think it, it definitely says something about uh, the coaching of this team. I mean, you, they're learning from mistakes and the players are buying into what Shrewsbury and everybody else is preaching. Yeah, let's get to the Michigan State game for a moment. This, again, learning from what you've done. Um, you notice what they did. They sent one to the basket, Hera, on a shot. Right. The other four dropped back right away. Now, Big John's still out there getting offensive rebounds. Uh, so that's not a bad fail-safe to have. But the strategy worked beautifully. The Michigan State could never play the way they wanted to play. Well, and I think you're looking at a different Michigan State team now than, than we used to see. 
because you know, <laughs> Mark, Harris, I, Mark, Mark, I've been saying that all year, right? That yeah. This is not. I mean, those big guys; yeah. those are not your typical Michigan State big guys. You or know? point guards. Michigan State. Yeah, yeah, and that. But but to Penn State's credit, they they knew that and they took advantage of it, and that's why they were able to do that with John. And I give him a thousand times credit for 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 doing that against that team. It was just tremendous. But, you know, I also like the fact that um, just what they're doing rebounding-wise, defensively, you know, they are, they are focusing on getting defensive rebounds and not allowing second-chance points. And that was another key to that Michigan State game. They held them to zero second-chance points in the first half. Michigan State, when they went on their spurt in the second half, had, I think, 10 in a very short period of time. Then Penn State tightened it up. But with the tempo that this team's playing, and let's let's face it, let's call it what it is, this is not the most talented team. So to be able to hang with teams that have more athletic ability and more overall talent, they're slowing the tempo. They're the slowest tempo team, as you know, in the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. And the stuff that we're talking about, what they did with Hara uh, on the on the uh, offensive glass, and then team rebounding on the defensive glass. That plays into it, and that's where when I've been harping all year, when this team turns the ball over, it is magnified because you're limiting your possessions to start with. So you can't give those possessions away. And if you go back and look at every one of their tough losses, you will see key turnovers that cost them possessions. And you can't do that. If you're only getting X number of possessions per game, you can't, you can't eliminate uh, you know, whatever percent of those things uh, and cost yourself chances to score because they're just not a, a, a super efficient team at scoring. And that's why I made the point. The first question I asked Mike in the in the post game show yesterday, I said, you know, what did it mean to you that they, when you see that you scored on fifty one percent of your possessions yesterday? They scored on fifty one percent of their possessions. Yeah. Well, they, then the other thing they did, Steve, was just attack the, the paint. And it started with Jalen Pickett. I mean, he had a bucket to start the game. He scored twice in the paint. That is, he is doing something. You know, we've seen it from Tony Carr. Uh, you don't see it that much. We saw it from DJ Newbill. You don't see it that much at the college level anymore. I was watching the Sixers Bucks last night, and Drew Holiday was doing it. He's very good. There's a lot of guards yeah. in, the, in the NBA that do it, but guards who can get a defender on their hip, back them down, and score. And think about it. How much do you see that anymore in a college game? But to have a guy like Pickett who can do that, and then when they start moving on him, he's savvy enough that he could fire the ball out, either get a direct assist or a hockey assist, and that's where that whole offense was moving. That was very fun to watch. And to to watch them attack the paint like that and for for Minnesota to have no answers, I thought was, 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 again, you know, another instance of, coaches figuring out what's going to work mm-hmm. and the players mm-hmm. buying into it and yeah. it's almost as if you, you see it like that light bulb you know above the head going off for these guys kind of late in the season alright so uh, I want to get to the college football playoff because of course yeah. the announcement came out that 
they're going to stick with four through the end of the contract, which means the next TV round of contracts is going to come up about two, two and a half years from now. So they're going to have to have something in place before then so people know what they're bidding on and how many bidders they want. So just to give everybody a time frame as, as to when it could happen, it's not going to be like, oh, they're going to wait till it's over with. No. Right. What was your thought as to how this played out and why it played out the way it did? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's <laughs> – I hate to be a skeptic, but I think it's working for certain for certain conferences. It's, it's not really working for other conferences. And that's where I would say, Steve, that the thing that James Franklin has been, been uh, kind of not so subtly hinting at the last couple years – uh, about the Big Ten and adjusting, doing something to figure out a way where you don't have this disparity of talent in the East versus the West. Because I think the East teams are just, just gobbling each other up, and and it's making it very difficult for the Big Ten to do to get as many teams into that college football playoff when it's at four. But it's not only the Big Ten that's worrying about it. So if you're in the SEC, you're perfectly content with the way that this thing is working. So that's, you know, maybe I'm a skeptic, but I think it's working for certain conferences. It's obviously making money. You know, that goes into it. But I do think if this thing were opened up to eight, the Big Ten would be a much bigger factor. And until the Big Ten comes up with some sort of restructuring of the conference divisions or whatever, uh, I think it's going to be very difficult uh, for them to make the sort of impact the SEC is making just because, again, you look at the teams in the East and what they do to each other every year, it's really just, you know, very difficult to get out of there. Yeah, that's why I've advocated for 12. I've advocated for 12 for over a year, even before the original proposal came out. But with the, you know, but you have to also make concessions if you want to do that. And one of the concessions I thought is, I think instead of having one bye week, I think every conference needs to have two bye weeks because anybody who makes the playoff, you're trying to couch the yeah. amount of uh, amount of hitting because you'll have a third bye week because there's going to be a separator between conference championship games and when the playoff begins. Yeah, and I would be all for that. I mean, I think that's a good idea, and you know, just as physical, you know, as, as many injuries as you're seeing, uh, I think having an extra bye week would be a good thing too. And if you can do that as a means to getting a playoff, uh, I'm all for it. Yeah. Uh, in the end. Just as your guess, what do you think would be the best format for them to do? I, my, my thought would be to go eight uh, because I think there's less likelihood of miss, missing out on one of the best teams. I would not be averse to 12, but I think eight would be mathematically the easiest thing for them to figure out. So that, that would be my kind of take on it. Okay. And the other announcement made today was that the men's and women's Final Fours will remain separate um, in separate cities. There have been some thought they, they might take the women's Final Four and couple it with the men's. Uh, what was your thought on that? I did not hear that, but... That's um, why that's why this show exists. Yeah, I think <laughs> it would actually be my, my, my take, and I don't, I don't follow women's basketball very closely... But I think if you were to have them both in the same facility, it would actually be good for the women's game because I think you would get more eyes on it. I mean, I think or not in the same, uh, you know, at the same time in the same area, whatever. You know, I always thought it would be cool if, and I was just kind of thinking about this uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, like the Big Ten, 
and I know they'll never do it because they want to separate everything out, but how cool would it be for the Big Ten to have like a championship uh, winter sports week where you had men's hoops, women's hoops, and wrestling all in the same city in the same week? Again, I know that's never going to happen, but I think from a fan's perspective, that would be awesome that you can go to an Indianapolis. They have enough facilities there and have different uh, things going on in different places, and I think it would be a whole lot of fun. But I know why they don't do that, because by spreading them out one week to another week to another week, you're spreading out the uh, overall coverage that much more. You're not condensing it into one thing. But I think from a fan perspective, it would be great. And that's kind of what I'm getting at with the the men's and women's hoops being at the same place yeah. uh, for the Final Four. I think it would just have get more eyes on the women's game, which I think would be very helpful for it. Outstanding as always. Enjoy it. Thanks so much, Mark. Have a great weekend. And uh, I know I've said this before, but congrats to Grace on the great work she's doing, too. I appreciate it, Steve, and thanks for having me on. And I will see you next week. What What is the next home game? It's not Monday. It's Friday Monday. night. Friday night. Friday night. Oh, it's the James Harden uh, debut game for the Sixers, and I'm going to be at the Jordan Center. But we'll have fun. Yep. Sounds great. I look forward to it. It's a big okay, game dude. because that's that might be the game that determines who plays Wednesday and who plays Thursday. So, Yeah, it's looking that way. Hey, big game coming up Monday, too, though. That's Absolutely. That's a big game for Penn State, potentially getting to 500. So. Huge. All that, right, Steve. That's huge. Thanks, Mark. Yep. Thanks, buddy. Mark Brennan, 247 Sports, a complaint-free interview. We'll get back to the complaint line in a moment. Technically, he did complain that he has to work the night that James Harden probably gets to make his debut with the Sixers, but that's okay. Harden will come. Will tweak something. He won't play. We'll come back with more in a moment or, or needs load management. Yeah, here on News Radio 1070, WKOK. F O U L E D. That spells falta. The Big Ten has remained steadfast in its belief that the Power Five Conference champions should be awarded an automatic spot in an expanded playoff. They were in the minority in that. Yeah, but I expect them to be in the minority. What do you think? I mean, do you think the American Conference is going to say, hey, that's an awesome idea? Conference USA, awesome idea. Sun Belt, awesome idea. Of course, they're going to be in the minority. What the heck? I mean, uh, you know. And by the way, you know, but it, uh, Heather has been uh, not just good; she has been awesome in covering this story. But I expected them to be in the minority in that idea. There's too many other votes in the room that would be against it for obvious reasons. See, that that was my other complaint. I mean, I get it from the smaller conferences' perspective, but that's the point of expansion. You get the five powers in, and then everybody else battles for it. Everyone still will have a chance to get in. And those conferences, the group of five will have more of a chance. I even think they might even should get some automatic bids. But the power five should. Uh, well, the group of five will get an automatic bid on this proposal. I mean, they will. But look, the reason the big money is there is because of those five conferences. And in particular, the SEC, the Big Ten. That's why everybody's going to benefit from it. As for the Russian skater, by the way, I'm very sympathetic to the fact that she is only 15. Um, It's the adults in the room that needed to be better about this. 
Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage.